the spool is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. Good afternoon and welcome back to the Hi Kids show on 101.9 Hi FM. Thank you for choosing Hi Kids on Hi FM. My name is Michelle Fine and I'm 11 years old and I will be hosting for you today. This is Hi Kids for Kids Back Kids. We have not spoken in a while, but I do hope you have been keeping away from the coronavirus by wearing your mask and washing your hands with soap for 20 seconds. It has been really tough times indeed, but you don't have to get bored anymore because Car Kids is back with great guests and fun. And speaking of great guests today on Car Kids Show, I'll be interviewing Yanis Lanskog, and he is a marine biologist from the Sea Change Project, so stay tuned to 101.9 High FM to learn more about what he does and how fun it can be. You're listening to High Kids on 101.9 High FM. This is High Kids, for Kids, by Kids. My name is Michelle Fine and I'm your host for today. Good afternoon, Yanis. Hi, Michelle. It's so nice to be here with you. Thank you. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Good, thank you. Are you ready for the questions? I'm very ready for the questions. All right. What is a marine biologist? All right. Um, A marine biologist is basically a person who studies the organisms in the ocean. So organisms like all animals, all plants, um, that's what biologists, marine biologists do. That is very cool. (laughs) What does the Sea Change Project do? What we do at the Sea Change Project, so first of all, there are not only marine biologists at the Sea Change Project. Um, in actual fact, I'm the only marine biologist at the Sea Change Project. What we do is we go out into nature. We spend a lot of time in nature and in the ocean. And we film and we document what we find and we tell stories about this so um, that other people like you um, can understand what nature means and what those animals um, out in the ocean do. That sounds very fun. That is a lot of fun. <laughs> Do you work in an aquarium or out at sea? We mostly work out at sea, but not so much out at sea. We actually work a lot um, in the coastal, so in the very um, in shallow waters, because we go do a lot of free diving. So we have goggles and masks, and then we go basically from the beach into the kelp forest, which we call the Great yeah. African Sea. So, are you in Joburg, or are you in Durban, or Cape Town? Or... We are based in Cape Town. What happens when people throw plastic or rubbish in the sea? Um, that is not a good idea. Um, I think we have a big problem with plastic pollution, and um, that plastic can cause a lot of problems in, in the ocean. So animals can eat it, for example, sea turtles um, or birds can get entangled. So they often uh, yeah, misjudge that plastic by like with food, and then they swallow it, and they get terribly ill. Um, so... Yeah. That can happen. So from your knowledge, what is the most endangered animal in the sea from pollution? The most endangered animal in the sea? Yeah. Mm, From pollution? That is a difficult question to ask um, because it's actually, that might be a very complex answer. Um, But um, I think seabirds are quite endangered when it comes to that. I think turtles are quite endangered, but even whales. So when they, when they eat plastic, I think that is one of the biggest problems. 
But the problem these days is also there's so much plastic in the ocean that it breaks down into small particles, into very tiny little pieces. And those tiny little pieces can also be eaten by smaller animals. And that is also a problem. So how do you deal with the pollution? Mm, me personally, mm, I think we can all do a lot by just not polluting. So um, reduce the plastic that you use, um, become aware what impacts you have, what, what impacts you have when you, for example, buy um, plastic products. Um, I think that is the best way to deal with it. Okay. How bad is the pollution in industry? Um, that depends very much on where you are in the sea. So in South Africa, we still have places where it may not be so bad, but we also have some places where it's actually quite bad. And that is often, those are often the areas where the most people live. So close to the cities, you have, of course, more pollution um, than when you go further away from the cities. But we have so many people on this planet now that there's almost no place on this planet anymore where you don't have any sorts of pollution anymore. And that is very scary. So do you ever go on a boat? Yes, I do go on boats as well. Um, not as much anymore, but I, for example, when I did my, when I did my studies at um, the University of Cape Town, I still went out on boats and I also, I've also done that. Not so much at the moment. Going on boats is very fun. So you're very lucky. Yeah, it is very fun. <laughs> do you know how many species of fish there are? Um, I'm not quite sure. I think there are about, I think there are about 2,000 species of fish in South Africa, species. And I think there are about 20,000 fish species on the, uh, in the ocean on the planet. So we have about 10% of the fish species in South Africa, which is actually quite interesting. That's a lot of That is a lot. But yeah. there's also still a lot out there that is not yet discovered. So this number is might actually increase in the future. Why did you study this job? I think I always was interested by the ocean. And I, when I was your age, I wrote one of my first essays at school and it said, I want to become a marine biologist. <laughs> and then I, I did it. You may. That's very fun. You've reached your goals. <laughs> Very much so. Do you have any documentaries on the ocean or ocean animals? We recently released My Octopus Teacher. You might have seen the movie. It's on. It's a Netflix original on Netflix. Um, and it's the relationship that Craig, my friend Craig, and my colleague Craig formed with a wild octopus here in the Great African Sea Forest. Did you feature in that series or um, say, repeat that again. Did I? Did you feature in that series or movie? Um, I'm only, I'm only playing a very small part. I was the scientific advisor. So whenever the octopus did something exciting, then Craig came and asked me what that could mean. And then we analyzed that. And I've been diving with Craig for the last six, seven years. Um, and I, you can see me in the, in the very end of, of the movie when they, we have an aerial shot of the kelp forest where we're all swimming. Yeah. That's very cool. I'm going to watch it. 
What is your favorite sea animal? My favorite sea animals are crabs, because I study crabs, <laughs> and particularly hermit crabs, the ones that live in the shells. We actually found a crab in our garden. In your garden? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, there are terrestrial crabs, freshwater crabs as well. They live in on, on in, in freshwater as well. Do you have a department that you work in um, at Sea Project? Um, I'm kind of my own department here, um, but I still work with people at uh, the University of Cape Town, UCT here in Cape Town. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm very much uh, my own little sea change science department. <laughs> Are there any extinct sea animals that we don't know about? Um, yeah, maybe not so much in South Africa. Um, we are lucky that there's nothing really fully extinct. That doesn't mean that there are no endangered animals. I think um, there are a few extinct species. It always depends what how you define that. There are, of course, a lot of animals, like when you think about these big megalodon, humongous sharks, you know, they lived millions of years ago, and they are, of course, extinct. And there were dinosaurs in the ocean. Of course, they are all extinct. But the question, I think, the way you ask it is more about did they become extinct during the time while we humans were here, right? So yes. there are a few seals, for example. For example, the Caribbean monk seal that is extinct. Um, there are a few marine birds that became extinct over the last years. Uh, where humans are actually responsible for that extinction, yes. I feel like humans are very bad, but like... <laughs> Sorry, what did you say? Can you repeat that? Humans are kind of bad because they keep on polluting, but you can't really stop yourself from doing it, so you can't, you know... Yeah, it's a difficult problem because yeah. we also will still have to live on this planet. And as humans, we always consume. We, I think what is very important to always remember is that we are very connected to the very natural resources that we need. We can't live without nature. And that is what we are very much trying to teach people through the Sea Change Project, that we need the oceans, that we need to look after the oceans and, and our environment. Where are the branches of the Sea Project? We have, we're, we're based in Cape Town. So I'm in Simonstown at the moment. We mostly dive in Simonstown in Cape Town. Um, and, um, and our team members are basically all over Cape Town. We don't really have a branch in that way. <laughs> do you ever do experiments? Um, yes, I do experiments. Um, not so much at the moment because I'm doing a lot of film work as well. But, um, you see the, the very basic foundational work in research is an experiment you want to um yeah you want you need an experiment in order to see what's happening when you do that so an experiment is very important i have Yanis lance talk with me today if you have any questions for him you can send an sms to 345 or 061-895-1019 or you can call on 10 140 now let's carry on with our question. Do you have to live by the sea to become a marine biologist? That is a good question, Michelle. I think that back in the days you kind of had to. And these days 
a lot of marine biologists are actually doing a lot of work from their computers. So there are a lot of people or a lot of marine biologists who I don't have to go out so much anymore, but actually work with a lot of data um, which they analyze from their computers also from home. Is being a marine biologist a popular job? Mm, I think so, yes. I think it's a popular job. Um, in fact, I think there are, like a few years ago, there was like a listing of next, what is a job that makes people most happy and marine biologist was amongst one. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, I think people would like to be a marine biologist. What do you have to study to become a marine biologist? It's not that easy to say what you really have to study because there are a lot of different things. But you would normally study with very basic biology. So you would, um, at school, you would um, take your biology um, subjects and you would follow with those. You have to be good at maths. You have to be good at chemistry. And then you go to a university where you then, when you study biology, you you have all those things to a deeper level. So very basic natural sciences. And then one day you can specialize in marine biology. When was the Sea Change Project started? The Sea Change Project, I think, is now about 10 years old. And I came in about seven years ago. So, and that was, yeah, so I think it was founded or started in, I think, in 2010 by my friend Ross and my other friend Craig, who you might know from the, from the movie. Quite a long time ago. That is quite a long time ago. Yeah. You were one year old. Yeah. Who founded the Sea Change Project? Um, as, I, as I just said, that was uh, my friend Ross Freiling and my other friend Craig Foster. How has the Sea Change Project grown from when it first started? I think it was mostly a group of like-minded people, people who really loved the ocean and really wanted to do something and got fascinated with this particular area here about around the Great African Sea Forest, what we call the Great African Sea Forest, which are actually these big, humongous algae that grow in the cold waters around Cape Town. And um, because they really, everybody really fell in love with this environment. And since then it has grown and then more people came in. And then I got interested as a marine biologist and yeah, that is how it's how it's grown. Yes. So, are you the only marine biologist, or like- in the sea project at the moment? Yes, but we are trying to improve that a little bit and do a little bit more research as well. What is the Sea Change Project's goals for the future? Our goal for the future, well. That is a good question. Um, we would really like to make a difference and we would really like to um, bring this environment into the minds of the people and to show South Africans and kids like you and all of you, all of the listeners out there, how incredible the oceans in South Africa are. And I think if we can achieve that, only one of you guys is going to become a marine biologist one day, then we, that is a good goal to have. Do you deal, deal with sea animals or do you just explore? Um, I 
feel with them in the way that I photograph them, I document them. Um, and of course, sometimes you, um, sometimes an animal comes very close to you underwater. Um, so I see sea animals every day. Do you get to touch the dolphins and play with them? Um, that is a very, very rare occasion. You can't just expect to just go out into the ocean and touch a dolphin. And in fact, you shouldn't be touching wild animals anyways. But sometimes when you go often and or when you are very lucky, then wild animals can be interested in humans and they can come very close. And they sometimes, but it's a very, very, very rare occasion, they also can make contact. But in general, one should actually never really touch a wild creature or reach out to a creature, especially not when one doesn't know that creature. You also wouldn't go into Kruger Park and touch a lion. Do you know about sea animal behavior? Mm, that is a very broad question. Um, this is what we do a lot. We have, we've studied a lot of octopuses. So all the behavior in the, in the film, for example, we analyzed and we looked at. And um, for example, how that octopus escaped from the sharks, you might remember. Um, so yeah, we, we, we try and learn on a daily basis and um, try to improve our knowledge about that. Is there any book published from the Sea Change Project or just both? We have a book which is called um, um, Sea Change. Um, I think it's called, I forgot the exact subtitle. Um, but it's the, uh, it's the art of underwater tracking. So it's basically the, like how you become a naturalist, how you go out, how you do marine biology like that and how you get to know nature. That's what the book is about. What is the, um, hardest thing about being a marine biologist? <laughs> the hardest thing about being a marine biologist. I think one of the hard things is that you actually really have to spend a lot of time behind the computer while you actually want to be outside more. What's the worst and the best thing about being a marine biologist? I think the best thing is when you're out there and you make a new discovery or something exciting happens. And when you are immersed in like a wild space and or you find something new and something that really interests you. And, I think, and I think the worst thing, I think it's sometimes difficult because there are so many things to study and it's, it's very complicated. And then you try and to figure it out and you like a humongous puzzle when you want to find out what does this animal do. And that can be, that can be hard sometimes and challenging. And then you sometimes don't feel so good about it. Have you personally or Sea Change Project discovered any new species? Yes, I personally have described a few more species. Um, my my PhD uh, project was on hermit crabs, as I uh, told you earlier. Hermit crabs are my favorite animals. And I have one here that I actually described. I can hold it into the camera. Of course, the listeners can't really hear that. But this is a, this is a hermit crab that I described. Um, and I described, so far I described three new hermit crabs from South Africa. When you do discover a new sea animal, how do you come up with a name for that. Okay. Um, so the name has to be scientific. So you have to think about a name and then you have to translate it into um, 
into Latin um, or into Greek. So often the names are made out of Latin and Greek letters or, and, and words. And you can very much decide what you want to name it. So, for example, this animal that I just showed to you, um, I named after a colleague of mine who works, who's also a marine biologist. And because she helped me to find this animal, I named this animal after her. This is Lara Atkinson from Seon. And um, so you can, so if I find a new one, maybe I'll one day describe it after you. Do you get excited when you discover a new creature? Yes, I get very excited. That is I think one of the most exciting things for me as a biologist, because this is an animal that nobody has ever seen in the world. Nobody in the world has ever seen this. And of course it comes with a whole new thing and they, you are trying to find or figure out what it does. And so it's very exciting. So when you discover a thing that you didn't know about, but what happens if, um, like people have discovered it before, but you wouldn't know that? what do you do then? How would you research? So if, if people have discovered it before, and I wouldn't know, you would have to look in all that there's a lot of literature, so um, there's a lot of scientific, it's very very complex literature, so you have to look very carefully and do a lot of work in the libraries, you have to go to and look in books, basically, uh, whether somebody has ever discovered it. So, and if you can't find anything, and if you have to, you have to do like a very, very detailed search, then um, you can assume that nobody has discovered it before. This has been Her Kids for Kids Backwards. My name is Michelle Fan and I'm 11 years old. Thank you to my guest, Dennis Lanskoff, for joining us on the Her Kids show. And thank you to my producer, Senna, and Craig for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Hi Kids show, only on 101.9 Hi FM. Goodbye, kids.